Welcome and thank you for listening to War Stories Podcast. A few quick notes before we begin. This is a recovery podcast, but I want to stress that there is explicit content contained in the episodes. Graphic language, adult situations, and a lot, and I mean a lot, of drug stories. Listener discretion is strongly suggested. Also, we make light of the serious nature of drug use, abuse, incarceration, and death. We do this because we have been there and have made it to the other side. If you or someone you know is struggling with drug addiction or alcoholism, please email a podcast at reallife-recovery-studio at gmail.com. We would love to help you find another way of life. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's start the show. Welcome to War Stories Podcast, real recovery, real uncensored. I'm your host, Simon, and I'm here with Israel, as always. Israel, how are you doing? Uh, you know, been better, been worse. Where were you last time? Oh, fucking got picked up by INS, had to provide some, you know, proper documents. Did they let you back in easier now? President Biden? Well, cool. they still don't know I'm here, so. <laughs> you swam back even though they're just letting people in right now? No, I was at the Midland facility. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. They don't give a fuck. No. I hear they serve pizza on Mondays. No, they lied. <laughs> All right, tonight, man, we got a guy on here. I've been wanting to hear his uncensored story. Man, Casey, I've heard you speak several, several times, and your, your podium speaking's pretty wild. I could imagine what else you got in that brain-damaged head of yours. I'm excited for everyone to hear your fucking story. How you doing tonight? Amazing. It is a beautiful day. It really is. Excited to be here. It really is. It must be brain damaged. (laughs) (laughs) Like you don't even understand. Dude, so on the little advertisement I put up on the Facebook page, I put Can't Kill Casey. I don't like using people's last names because this goes out everywhere. So the people that know you already know you. But you know, just in case you're president one day or running for Senate. You don't want <laughs> you don't want you don't want to hear people you don't want people to hear some of your horrible horrible stories. They won't even let me drive a truck, bro. I don't think presidents even in the. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, but I'm excited to hear some of your crazy shit. So, uh, so we'll just start off like we always do, real quick. Like, where were you born? I was born here in Odessa, Texas. God damn, everyone's fucking born what? in Odessa. Was it West Odessa? It was at the medical center hospital right here across the street. <laughs> Did you live in West Odessa? Oh, uh, hell yeah. Did you? Dude, everyone. I, I think I'm starting to think it's not a disease. It's a West Odessa thing. Yeah. But I hung, I hung out with the Permian boys, too. Did you? Oh, yeah. You were yeah. one of them jock stoners? Oh, I, I don't know what you call it, man. I was just fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've met your parents. They're not They're not bad people. They're uh, good, wholesome fucking people we took we had matt on last time and same thing dude his parents are just great salt of the earth god-fearing people i was raised in a very religious home my mom and dad joined the church joined a church 
when when I was a little kid. You said the church. The the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. Oh, you're a Mormon. In West Odessa. In West That's the Mormons, Odessa. right? The West Odessa Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saint Mormons. That would be us. Dude, is that the one with no windows? I don't know much about the Mormons. That's the John Smith thing, right? Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. You were close. Yeah. You were close. We like could. he had magic underwear and tablets and <laughs> angels talk to him. Isn't that it? That's that, right, right? Sounds something like that. Yeah. Dude. Something Dude, like have that. you ever have you ever heard about like the Mormon stuff? Who? John Doe, was his name? John Doe Smith. <laughs> Jacob <laughs> Joseph. Josephson. A little bit, not too much, but he uh so and this is just what I heard. Are you a Mormon? I am excommunicated Mormon. Yeah, but are you a Mormon? Always a Mormon. That sounds like ex-con or some shit. Kind of. So didn't... didn't, I am an ex-con. Didn't Joseph Smith, (laughs) the way he died is he like got caught stealing some shit and got drug out of his house and beat to death, right? No. That's not real? That's false. Maybe I saw that on YouTube somewhere. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's there's a lot of false stuff that goes around and people will believe in it. He was young though, right? When all that shit happened? 33 when he died. 33 when he died. When, When did he get like the magic tablets and underwear and... What's um, the deal with the magic underwear? Let's just cut the shit, Casey. What's the deal with the magic underwear? <laughs> it, you know, I'm really not in the right frame of mind to discuss that, and I would hate to get. Oh, is that like a secret in, thing, like Scientology? No, there, there, there ain't no secrets to it, and there's there's tons of truth and blessings that come. But that's real, though, right? Like, there's a special undergarments you wear. Yes, dude, that's. Uh, it's, I gotta get some of those, dude. I mean, a church where you don't have to buy underwear. Oh, you gotta buy them. Oh, hey, nothing free. Are they bro. expensive? They're like gold lace. Oh, they're no more expensive than the ones you wear now. If you wear them, I oh. mean, shit. is it just like blessed, like Catholic shit? Israel's like super Catholic, and yeah, you're like, we don't wear underwear. They're, they, they're not allowed to wear underwear. It <laughs> makes it too hard for the priests, especially the girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's no, are, there's no such thing as too hard. We are going out. So you were raised in the church, and they were like hardcore. They're like good Mormon people. They're I never, I never tasted anything with caffeine in it till I was like twelve years old. Holy shit! Coke was disgusting. It was the first thing I had that had caffeine in Cocaine it. Cocaine or Co- co- Coca-Cola? Oh, okay. Coca-Cola. 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 We were all war stars, dude. <laughs> I could see why you started doing oh. dope. They didn't let you have caffeine, dude. <laughs> no, man, it was it was good. I had a very blessed childhood. And and your parents are super cool. Like they're not they're not poor. They're like like you must have been raised. I mean, My, you didn't miss meals. <laughs> not right? too many no it might have been my dad was a frito-lay man oh and dude so i was raised on chips and beans dude perfect free free toe by are you uh, talking like bean gour- dip gourmet meal was macaroni and cheese <laughs> and they put the dude. hot dogs in it dude fire so y'all so y'all weren't rich but you were taken care of never never went without so the whole nature versus nurture argument you think it was let me ask you this do you have addiction in your family Yes. So there's other people in your family that have struggled with this shit. Both both of my parents' families are solid alcoholic. Because that's like the question for the ages. Like, is it a disease? Is it genetic? Or is it because your uncle touched you when you were two years old that you decided to shoot heroin? You know what I mean? Like, people have to find a specific reason. It's got to be... See, I was I was really blessed. I am petrified of needles. So that was never one of my, never one of my addictions, you know? Oh, dude. I, I had the opportunity to try it one time, and it was an amazing ride. And, and, <laughs> and it scared the shit out of me. I never want to do it again. Yeah, you, you, that might have taken you out. Nothing yeah. else could take you out, but that might have taken you Nothing out. Nothing could take me out. So no. you never used caffeine until you were 12? 
So like that, I mean, if you never use caffeine until you're 12, that's like your first drug use. See, I was, Did you I get was, geeked out? I was born here in Odessa, but I was raised in Alpine, Texas. Oh, Alpine's until, beautiful. Until I was 15. And we had the run of the town. You know, me and my buddies and stuff, we, we just flew around and did what we wanted, playing in the mountains, riding dirt bikes, whatever. We just had fun. And back then, nobody... Hell, we left when we got up in the morning and we came home before the sun went down. You know, it was it was rolling and yeah, people weren't working about worried about sex offenders out there kidnapping their kids. They were like, get the yeah. fuck out of the house, go play in the mountains. Yeah, well, come back well, when it's time. Well, to they eat. they didn't tell us to leave. We just left because we knew if we stayed at the house, we were gonna have to do chores. Oh yeah, so yeah. we got away from the house as yeah. quick as we could. And right. We didn't come back. <laughs> Mom was gonna make. Us and there was no shit. cell phones to nail you down and hunt you down. You just. <laughs> It was a beautiful life. Pagers came into play when I got into high school, you know. But I grew up in Alpine. I never did anything. The first time I ever touched anything was right before I moved to Odessa, or to actually to Midland, my ninth grade year. Summer before my ninth grade year down there, um, me and my buddies, right before we moved, we went out and we got drunk. And that was the first time I ever touched any alcohol. And I loved every minute of it. And that was your first foray into substances was just getting drunk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're a pure alcoholic. <laughs> One, 100% to the bone alcoholic all the way through. Oh. I, you know, my drug of choice is more. Yeah. I, I ain't going to claim strictly alcoholic because I don't give a shit what it is. Um, you'll, you'll hear here in a minute how I quit drinking but I thought I could just go smoke some crack and it would oh, be yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes total <laughs> total sense. Pure logic. <laughs> so how'd that go with your parents? How'd that go over with your parents? Or were you able to hide it from them? Because if they didn't let you drink caffeine, I'd assume they'd beat you to death for getting drunk. Well, you know, my dad never laid a hand on me, ever. And never touched me. But my mom would beat me within an inch of my life. Yeah. And tell me I'm a woman, I can do what I damn well please. Hmm. Hey, you're going to do what I tell you. They you're still act get... like that. That's how my woman acts. Love mom. Dude, my woman beats me with an <laughs> inch of my life. What are you going to do? Fucking hit me. <laughs> dude. So her ex, she always talks about, he was a piece of shit. He used to beat the shit out of her. And so she, it, could, she could take a punch. Dude, one, one, one time I told her, I was like, dude, I was raised to never hit a woman, but I totally get it. <laughs> I, I, I understand now. I understand why people do it. So you're saying she deserved it? Is that what you're saying? I would never say that dude. while I'm being recorded. Sound like you just said that. <laughs> Love you, babe. Just kidding. Don't hit so, me when I get So home. we're going back and bleeping that out? No, no, absolutely not. She don't listen to this shit. <laughs> All right. So anyways, you started drinking. Did it continue? Or was it just um, like a casual know, thing? I was blessed with a very awesome childhood. I had some friends that were in Alpine, and their parents were uh, hippies from Colorado, Boulder, Colorado. Dad was Rocky Mountain Rescue, and they moved to Alpine, and they were college professors at Salt Ross. And I had the opportunity to do a lot of hiking and climbing and rafting down on the Rio Grande and hanging out down in Terlingua and Lajes. Yeah. And, and I saw a lot of stuff I shouldn't have seen as a child, but... But I enjoyed it, you know, yeah. getting getting to go to 
Mexico and see a donkey show and yeah. crazy stuff like that. Yeah. If you don't know what a donkey show is, I'm not going to tell you. Go check it we out for yourself. We talked about this before. Yeah, look it up on YouTube. It's it's where a small child feeds a donkey, and it's a beautiful thing. It's uh, <laughs> Pornhub has a better version <laughs> Pornhub of Pornhub has great versions of it. It's just a magical, beautiful thing. It'll bring a tear to your eye. <laughs> just some memories bring tears to my eye. That's uh, cool. Hippies are cool, man, taking kids uh, to see donkey shows. Sure. <laughs> no, they didn't take it. <laughs> they didn't know. <laughs> we, but they took us. I got, they moved to Georgia, and they hated Georgia. Yeah. And for several years of my life, they would come pick me up in the summer and take me up to Boulder, Colorado, and we would go hiking and climbing and been all the way up to Banff and Jasper National Parks in Canada and through Utah and all over hiking and climbing and getting to realize, you know, it's amazing when you're in the mountains, the the presence of God that you, you can do. feel. Dude, and we're going to Fort Davis in two weeks. That's one of those places that, dude, I, I don't like missing it. It's it's amazing up on those mountains. So you had a good childhood. Like, oh. you got to do shit. You weren't locked down in West Odessa. Your, you know, highlight of your life was going to Walmart during the week. Yeah, and then I moved to Odessa when um, well, I moved to Midland. And that was probably the most perfect part of my life when I lived in Midland. Quit cussing, quit drinking. Back quit still everything. deep in the church. Big in the church. Door to door, friends. bicycles. No, no, not white, yet. Not white yet. button ups. <laughs> <laughs> when I went to church, white shirt and tie. Nice. Yeah, every Sunday. Um, nice. You know, and I, I was, this is going to sound very derogatory. But I was blessed with two older brothers that were total shits. And, <laughs> and my oldest brother left the house by the time he was 16. And my other brother, just older than me, he left the house. He got kicked out of the house when he was 15. Which one of the brothers did I meet? Wayne. The, the oldest the, one? Nah, he's the middle one. He's the one. middle one? Left yeah. when he was 15? So yeah. it made you look like a rock star. You see? And, and, and so by the time it got to me, my mom was like, you're not kicking him out of the house. He's staying. We've here. already lost two of them. He, he's mine. We got to keep this one. As long as he's doing what I'm Were I you the youngest? I'm the, I have a little sister. Oh, okay. okay. You, you know, and the scary parts, you say little sister and she's over 40 now. I'm like, damn, I'm getting old. You're getting old, Casey. So like, Me too, dude. And I still don't have gray hair, motherfucker. I know. I'm starting <laughs> to get gray in Fuck my <laughs> Yeah. Israel's. <laughs> Fuck off. Israel's almost the youngest in here and he's if, salt if, and pepper. You ladies need to go look him up on Facebook. If you, if you only the had a camera man. in here. Dude, I want, I wanted to record these, but. Everybody would be hung on Israel. Dude, yeah, you ladies yeah. would love him. <laughs> Deep voice, huge personality. <laughs> huge personality. It's not a dad bod. <laughs> it's a father figure. It's a father figure. <laughs> call me daddy, girl. <laughs> I thought you were telling Simon to call you daddy. <laughs> oh, he does. Daddy. He, he does. It's not Trust a, me. It's not a belly, it's a gas tank for a sex machine. <laughs> All right, so, dude, church in it, loving life in Midland. After that, okay, back to church. <laughs> yeah, back, to church. <laughs> back to church. Sorry about that, God. Love let's, this let's show, get back on. Let's get back okay, on topic. Love this show. <laughs> you know, and, and I only lived in Midland for one semester, went to Midland Freshman, and then I, so I was going to go to high school in Alpine, and then mm -hmm. we moved to Midland, and I went to Midland Freshman instead of high school. Halfway through the year, we moved to Odessa to get back around my parents' families because yeah. our family's really big around here. Yeah. 
and I your family up, is really big around here. Yeah. I actually am about to marry into your fucking family eventually. That makes you can. Dude, dude I feel sorry for you, Casey. God <laughs> damn. Do I get special what? underwear? Hell, he lives. He lives like three <laughs> three houses down from my mom and dad. I do. I really do. They live. Are you gonna get special underwear? Well, shit, you got any other? That's what single? I'm asking. Like, his he's got a sister who's forty. She's single. She's been married over 20 years. Does she want to be single? And she lives in, <laughs> <laughs> lives in misery. Is, can Mormons have like multiple wives and husbands or something like that? Is that? N- n- not multiple husbands, just oh. multiple wives. Oh, dude, that religion's awesome. But but not anymore. Dude. That's, that's a thing of the past, bro. Not in Utah. No, even in Utah. Really? There, there are pol- what's polygamous. called polygamous. polygamous colonies where they still practice that. They are not Mormon. Didn't they bust one in San Angelo like a few years back? Uh, probably like I, over I don't ten years ago. I remember that, dude. How do you get in, dude? Is it a secret? You got to go talk to the prophet. YouTube, the no, prophet. No, man, they don't. the The uh, LDS Church doesn't practice polygamy anymore, and people have huge misunderstandings about that. It was it was a form of survival when they left from India oh. or from uh, wherever Nauvoo, Illinois, and came across to Utah. A lot of the wives and her husbands and stuff were dying in the travels, and men with more money and more uh, clout would just would be smashing girls, <laughs> just, <laughs> just well, no, laying no, no, the man, pussy. Man, I got, <laughs> bro, my I got, I got right. a, I'm not. I'm not trying to get you kicked got, out of your church <laughs> again. Let's change the subject. Let's get back <laughs> to the <laughs> dope stories. You know. But, <laughs> God. <laughs> in I, Casey's mind right now, he's like, like, what the fuck did I get myself go into? Go my special garment is going damn. down right now. I'm going to get X from my <laughs> Yeah. Can you get double X? Double X. <laughs> is, is can that, you get back in is, once you get excommunicated? <laughs> yes, you can. All excommunication is is one of the steps in the repentance process. Oh, okay. Okay, like, you so, got to get your shit together. Sounds like it needs to do a fist step. You got to hit, yeah, dude. So dude. I'll tell you, pretty much, pretty really? much. Really? And, and you're you're gonna you, what I found out is that, um, and I had to find out through AA that a lot of a lot of what AA has taught me is the repentance process that's taught in churches. But I wasn't willing to listen or accept it through a church. Well, I was too stupid to understand what the Bible was trying to tell me. It was same thing with the Catholicism too, dude. We, you know, that's the whole thing about confession and all that. It's like yeah, same step. thing. Yeah, yeah. got to another, got to another human being. Yeah, it's the same thing. See. We're just really dumb, and we gotta wait till we burn our lives down. Oh, then, that's how it's supposed to work. Yeah, and then have someone just hang it on every fucking wall we go into. Hell, man, you know, I I, I had this perfect childhood, and uh, it was amazing. I was very blessed in every way, and I moved to Odessa, and I I went from a middle school, from high school to middle school, and then when I moved to Odessa, I went to Crockett Junior High. So you and, went uh, from high school back to junior high. Yeah, I'm that dumb. That sucks. They they. They just kept pushing me back. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you don't know. You don't know. I was like, Mom, Dad, don't move again. I can't handle elementary, but <laughs> it just ain't going to work for me. He's like, like that guy off Days Confused. The girls just can't, can't stay the same age. <laughs> I keep getting older. <laughs> stay the same age. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Oh, that's that's probably the creepiest scene in a movie everywhere. This dude's gotta, like, gotta love Mormons. Dude, he, he's just thirty fucking sixteen year old. That was a great movie though. So, anyways, Odessa. Yeah. This seems to be everyone's downfall. And then I got to Odessa. Hell, man! I was shooting meth by the next morning. I once again, I'm scared of needles. Oh, I was, yeah. 
I was never a banger. That was not my cup of tea. Um, but when I moved here, I sat, went to junior Crockett Junior High, and I sat next to this dude, and, and he just screamed at me. He goes, ah! And I was like, oh, shit. And, and, and that dude, we became friends. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker's crazy. You want to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the few of the other dudes and kind of a crew just started in ninth grade and we started hanging out and, and our big thing was we would meet every morning in the alley and smoke a couple of cigarettes and then go to school and i when i turned 15 my mom and dad they were trying to kill me off young so they bought me a motorcycle oh dear for, for my 15th birthday this is foreshadowing for those of you yeah. listening <laughs> dude <laughs> hey you know and, and and so I was. I thought I was badass shit. Yeah. I thought it was what I had made me cool. So it was like a street legal bike. You were riding this shit to school. Yeah, it was like a street legal dirt bike. I bet you got all the pussy, dude. Man, I didn't all the pussy. I was so scared of pussy as a kid. I was so shy. <laughs> it, it, it was amazing. I I never realized. I, I hung around with all the guys that were GQ smooth and cool as fuck yeah. and got all the chicks and. You know, and and I was like, how the fuck do they do that? Mm-hmm. Wow, I was a dork over in the corner jerking off. Like, yeah. Man, yeah. Man. Like in school, I don't think that's legal. <laughs> Can oh, you see oh, that? No, no wonder why you didn't get laid. In the, in the cafeteria, everyone's <laughs> hanging out, hitting on girls. Like, Casey just got his dick in his hand over in the corner. It's only illegal. <laughs> only illegal if you get caught. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, you know, hey, it's the story of our life. You know, but... And then and had had an awesome awesome time and made some really good friends really fast yeah. here in Odessa. Yeah. Most amazing people I've ever met anywhere in the world are right here in Odessa. Yeah. And um, we we started drinking on weekends just here and there, you know, when we could get it. Typical school and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then one of the guys we started we started smoking pot. And the first time I smoked pot, my parents confiscated a bunch of weed from my my middle brother and they had it stashed in these uh uh book of mormon on tape and i went to seminary in the mornings and i had to listen i had to read the scriptures but i wasn't ever going to read it my mom and dad knew that so they gave it to me on tape and forgot there was weed in there (laughs) so 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 your parents got you high for the first time my parents (laughs) and they didn't even realize it nice um and so i just took those joints and we went and smoked them some good old West Texas dirt weed. Oh, yeah. Um, Seed still in it, popping, blowing the joint apart. But it worked. It worked. It did the job, you know? And and then we made another really good friend uh, that, was, that was our dealer. And everybody always told me, don't ever go to his house. His mom hates white people. And oh, so they were Mexican. They were Mexican. Right, Israel? Yeah. He knows. <laughs> Can't stand your fucks. <laughs> the, the, the joke is that Israel's mom's the nicest Mexican, whitest Mexican yeah. lady on the planet. See, and that's, that's put together, well dressed. She just wants your money. No, no, no. I gave it to her too. That's, that's, okay. that's exactly how the story goes. Everybody told me don't ever go to his house. His mom hates white people. And one day, one weekend, everybody was out of town, and I wanted to get high. And I was like, "What's the worst she gonna do?" I grew up in Alpine. I was the only white guy I knew till I was like 12, other yeah. than my brothers. You know, and so I went over there totally expecting to get run off. And she opened the door and she answered the door when I knocked on it. And she was like, you are skinny, boy. <laughs> get in here. And I was like, is Jason here? 
She was like, I'll get him after you eat. And she sat me down and she fed me. She's a good ass woman. Dude, she's one of the most amazing women that ever lived. But she, and she's one of the reasons I probably lived through high school because <laughs> she fed me every time I went over there and yeah. I wasn't allowed to get to hang out with her children until after I ate. Yeah. You know, she just amazing, amazing mom and became my second mom and took care of me in so many different ways. But, but then me and her, her son got to be really, really good friends and I had the weed hookup, you know. And it was amazing going to OHS, um, and we would get high every day before school. And my senior year, um, I had a history teacher that told me, I know you're getting high and coming to my class. Don't get high and come to my class. And he was a coach and a history teacher. It's like, yes, sir. So I quit getting high for like a week, and I thought I was good. You know, I cleared the slate. <laughs> he and, forgot about it already. <laughs> he doesn't know. He's bullshitting. And, and I had a little deal what's called a tink box back in those days little box it has a little spot for the weed and they had a little place for my tink bat and oh, a little dugout a little there you go yeah. dugout. And, and i kept on the inside pocket Fucking of my white people <laughs> a tink box <laughs> that's the shit matt would say my little tink box <laughs> yeah well the little the little hitter was when you loaded it you would tink it on your box to oh. get the to get you go tink 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 <laughs> And, and then the <laughs> tink, tink, tink. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, I got you. And, uh, tink box. <laughs> anyway, and uh, we, we, anyways, I ended up, he pulled me out of class after I started getting high again and sent me to the office. And I went into the office and they had the campus cop there. And they, I, when I walked in, I set my jacket down and they searched me. And they asked me if I was high, and I was like, well, no. Of course not. I'm a Mormon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not high. I don't smoke weed. I don't even do caffeine. It's my undergarment. (laughs) (laughs) Weird smell is coming. (laughs) (laughs) And and then then they, when I was getting ready to leave, so they wrote me me my pass to go back to class, and I got my pass, and I grabbed my jacket and went to walk out. That, ladies and gentlemen, is where he fucked up. I should have just left the jacket. Leave the jacket, y'all. Don't pick the jacket up. Um, and that one dickhead cop. Um, oh, that's yours? Oh, that's yours? I oh, really? I, I didn't get a check that jacket. Oh, fuck. I was like, well, shit, here's what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. And and I got to walk out of OHS in handcuffs and, you know, went to jail. And all I got out of that was I got three days suspension and a $500 fine. How old were you? Um, I was 17. Cool. So it didn't go on my record. I mean, life was good. Ow. Slap on the wrist. And, and and blowing and going. Didn't miss a beat. Yeah. You know, and then I graduated high school. Man, all my friends all told me I would not graduate high school. I was that kid. Why do you even... Were you were dumb school? or you just didn't Why? give a fuck? I, yes. We're just going to go with yes. Okay, okay, <laughs> And, and, and <laughs> everybody... They would always tell me, just drop out of school. Why are you wasting your time? Go get a fucking job. Who would tell you this? All my buddies. Oh, Oh. I thought you were going to say the teachers. (laughs) Just quit, bro. You fucking (laughs) suck at this. Actually, I had a teacher tell me that shit. (laughs) Why don't you just go away? I I graduated. I was the first one in my family to graduate from high school. No shit. Yes. Um, my, My little sister did follow... 
and she has a college degree. I have one, but I, it's only an associate, so I don't really know that you can call it a college degree since kids graduate high school with an associate's nowadays. So fuck them uh, kids, uh, <laughs> fucking overachievers. <laughs> Do some drugs, goddamn! You're in high school. Don't, don't be jealous, man. Be jealous. <laughs> I am a little bit, a little um, bit. But then I graduated high school, and my mom. My mom said, all right, you're a grown-up. Do what you want. You don't want to go to church anymore. Don't go. You know, Is that just, when you got excommunicated? No, no, no. That's when I started partying really hard, and I found cocaine. Yeah. Did you know that you can drink way more alcohol and not make near as big an ass out of yourself mm. if you've got cocaine in your system? Way more expensive, it's, though. Uh, I lived with my mom and dad. Oh, yeah. And, and my cocaine dealer would bring it to my work and drop it. Oh, so they let you stay me. there. They just oh, told oh, you, yeah. get a job and pay for your own shit. Uh, pretty much. Nice. They, they, you want to talk about enablers? My parents yeah. enabled very well. Yeah. And, and I used it to the maximum. Um, and, and and then had some friends, and I was December 28th, 1995. I was at some friend's house out west odessa off moss and we were partying and drinking and um having having some amazing conversations you know about about god and spirits and this and that and we were stoned out of our minds and wired little fucks and Uh uh, drunk as shit and then me and another buddy we left there to go to another party and we were on the north service road to the interstate and me and him were racing and there was a little jog in the road right before you hit 1936, an underpass. What were you driving? I was driving a 1977 Oldsmobile with a 455. They were that, just getting it. That car was badass. It was a big old boat. Um, and I didn't have my seatbelt on, and I slid into a front end loader doing about 80 miles an hour. Um, put the passenger side window out with my head, shattered my skull, chopped off my right ear. I'm deaf in my right ear. Mm-hmm. Um Three EMTs were driving by, saw me have the accident, and they gave me aid until the ambulance showed up. Uh, my my buddy that I was racing went and called called yeah. nine one one and stuff, and he disappeared at that point because yeah. we were pretty twisted. Yeah. Anyway, everything I know is hearsay because I don't remember shit. I don't even remember leaving the house honestly, so everything I say is hearsay at this point. Anyway, they took me to the hospital and they told my mom and dad that I'd be dead by morning. And my dad and my bishop gave me a blessing, and uh, in the blessing, they, uh, my bishop said that there's no reason for you to live. If you're going to live, it's because God's got a reason for you to be here. Yeah. The next morning, I was still alive. The doctor said, okay, your son might live, but more than likely, he's going to be a paraplegic or an invalid for the rest of his life. Um, two weeks later, they sent me to rehab in El Paso. We're just making this real quick. Physical y'all. rehab, right? Uh, physical, mental, mental, yeah. mental, and physical. I had to relearn how. But to not work. like drug and alcohol rehab. No, not okay. drug and alcohol. Just, just physical and mental. I had to relearn how to walk, talk, eat, drink, everything all over again, like a little kid. Can yeah. you imagine being twenty years old and have some sexy ass nurse saying, "Okay, Casey, put one foot in front of the other, bitch." <laughs> Doing this. <laughs> I don't even remember how to use my dick. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I got out of rehab on February 14th, 1996. Um, back to work full time. And, and and through that course, I found God and, and I found that all the stuff that I learned in the as a child, that there is a God and that he does love me. Yeah. And that he does want bigger and better things for me. So you quit and, using and, and drinking so and lived happily ever quit. after. 
Something like that. <laughs> I quit. I quit for a long time, and I I found I found church, and I got myself. Working. So you started being serious about the church and yeah. God and everything else. Because yeah. that's wild when they tell you you're not going to survive, and then. And and you know I'll tell you this. I, I read and I prayed for a long time, seeking seeking God, seeking guidance, seeking if it was true, if God was real, if. And and because I really needed to know for myself, not because my mom said, not because you said, not because he or she said, not because there's a prophet. I needed to know for yeah, me. Yeah. And I read and prayed every day seeking, you know, and I was working and I was working out physically and I was living a good, healthy life. And I never felt like I got an answer to my prayers. And then it had been about six months and every day and I'd given up. I was like, man, this is bullshit. And I got on my knees one day and I prayed and I asked God and I was like, man, are you real? And, and, and I realized that I always talked to God and I always prayed, but I never gave him a chance to talk back. And that night I, I stayed on my knees and, and I heard a voice that says, you know, it's true. Don't doubt yourself. It was so real. I had to open my eyes and make sure I wasn't the only one in the room. Yeah. And I didn't take, you know. I got my answer, but I didn't fully believe it. So the next day, the next night, I did it again. And this time I got the, the, my answer while I was saying the prayer, quit doubting yourself. You know it's true. And, and, and I've always doubted myself. I've always had low self-esteem. Yeah. Always, you've always been bigger, better, stronger, faster. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, and, and so I always let that dominate me. And that prayer was so real. I've never had to question or de- deny what I know but it didn't keep me sober. Um, I served a mission for two years. I kept my life straight. And, and, and man, right before I went on a mission, I was had my papers, getting ready to go on my mission. And What do you mean by a mission? Uh, for like the church, missionary? Oh, white shirt and tie, bicycle. Yeah. Oh, that's what they call it, a mission? That, that's what it's called, it's a mission, yeah. You go hit up the houses and... and knocking doors for yeah. two years, yeah. One Door of the, kickers. One of, one of the greatest two for years. For two years? Yeah, two of the greatest years of my life. Every day? It. Every day. Every day, all day. For two years. For two years. Loved it. It was amazing. I served I served my mission in Provo, in the Provo, Provo Utah Mission, covered from Point of the Mountain Lehigh all the way down to the north rim of the Grand Canyon. Wow. St. George over to Four Corners. It was beautiful. So let's let's talk about that for a second. What was the worst encounter you ever had knocking on doors or uh, weirdest or? Uh, you know, I, I, there's so many different stories. I never had a bad encounter, man. You never I'm, had I'm, someone I'm, throw shit at you or no cuss you out? No. Really? No. You people know, up there are polite. People, people everywhere are polite. People are good. You know? Huh. If you see a missionary riding a bike, stop and give them 20 bucks. Buy the dude lunch. Those guys don't, they live on next to no money and really? they're serving God and doing the best they can. And anything you can do for them, do it. Those guys deserve everything you can give them because huh. they, they are on the Lord's errand. And those guys are absolutely some of the greatest people you'll ever meet, you know. And you may not like them as a person, but them as a servant of God is an absolutely incredible thing, huh. you know. And I, I, I didn't know they did it for two years. I thought they like went after church a couple times a month. Oh no! Oh no! And 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 we paid our own way. I had my my parents and three or four other families in in the church help. Oh, you find people me. to support your yeah to help pay for me to go on a mission. Wow! Um, 
You know, and there are some kids that save their entire lives and pay for their whole missions themselves. Wow. Um, the church doesn't pay for any of that. It, it's it's your family and, and loved ones and yourself that pay those all those kids on bicycles and white shirts. They're paying for it themselves. You wow. Know, that, that's not a paid. They don't clergy. even get a free bike. No, no. <laughs> well, uh, well, you think they get a free well, bike well, out well, of it? Fucking I, Bell or something. Dude, <laughs> something. I guarantee you. Ching, if, they, ching. if they ain't got a bike and they need one, they could come to me and I'll get it for them. No kidding. I, I, yeah, that's a big deal. So it know? sounds like people are like excited to be able to do this if it, they're. It's, it, it's, it's, it's a amazing. big deal. Write a passage or something. My my son my son just got his mission call to the, uh, well he's going to England. On his mission. No shit. Yeah, and he leaves on August fourth. You know, I, how old is he? He's eighteen. He will be nineteen on August twenty fifth. Wow. Yeah, and it, you know, so anytime you help out one of those guys, you can know that you're helping out my son. Damn! Now you, you made you me know, feel bad. Uh, yeah, don't throw. Almost another. ran one off the road the other day, <laughs> dude. Uh, you know, dude. <laughs> We got bubbles. They got bubbles around them. It's all right. They got bubbles. Yeah. It's the magic <laughs> yeah, underwear. <know>. But <laughs> I'm just kidding, Casey. Don't oh. don't get offended. Oh, I, I can't help it. Dude, you can't offend me. Bro. Okay. I'm going to oh. try now. Say no more, fam. I got you. <laughs> we ain't got to bring our moms into this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Touche. All right. You know, but I got off my mission and life was good. And I went and went to school in Salt Lake City to the LDS Business College, met what I thought was the girl of my dreams. Oh, and got married for time and all eternity. And LDS Business College is like a real college, like a real college. Because like Brigham Young's a Mormon school, right? Yeah. Is it like that? It's like that, only it's a college. BYU is a university. Okay, so it's like the, yeah, com- the two, state college version of a community yeah. college version. Well, you know, and, and but I went there and I got got my degree and I had 3.96. I graduated high school, y'all, by like knuckles, man, skin and teeth, barely. I graduated uh, with my associates with a 3.96 GPA, got accepted to UN, UNLV. So you're not dumb. You were lazy. Pretty in much. high school, I, gotcha. well, my mom, my mom was a school teacher, and she always used to tell me, "All you got to do to pass is just stay awake and do your homework, and you'll pass." And, and I, I didn't listen to her. I thought she was full of shit. But when I went to college, I did that. I stayed awake and I did my homework, and I worked full time, and I had a wife and kid, and still maintained a high GPA. And then when when I graduated, I got accepted to UNLV. I'm a wife at the time. Didn't want me in Las Vegas. Didn't want to move to Las Vegas. Said, let's go back to Texas. And, and I thought my parents getting to be around their grandkids was a huge benefit. So we moved back here. You turned down a four-year school. I, I turned down a four-year school and came back to UTPB. And UTP accepted 32 of my 79 credits. Um, because Utah guys don't know how to do math. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Utah You're supposed guys. to have one wife. They have, <laughs> yeah, all, they have 11. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how math works, Casey. <laughs> hey, don't, don't be jealous, bro. Just Dude, I'm you so jealous. I'm Just so jealous. you can't get one. I'm so jealous. <laughs> you know, it makes sense. If you got seven wives, they might win and kick really kick your ass. You know how, like, the... The Jews. So if you're a Jew, they have like practicing Jews, not practicing Jews, Hasidic Jews. And then you have like the real strict 
where they're wearing the little curls in their hair and shit and all that. You know what I'm talking about? I wonder if you can have a Mormon sect where it's like real straight. We go by the original. <laughs> we go back to the basics. What Joseph Smith said. Dude, bring dude. me my wives. <laughs> yeah. Joseph Smith was was gone before polygamy came into. Oh, life. really? So it was a bunch of fucked up people down the road that were like, yeah. "Hey, I want to fuck three girls." And it wasn't. It wasn't even about sex. No, it was I know. Never I about know. sex. You got to make I more Mormons. I know. In your head, everything's about sex. Yeah. But I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, not reality. But he still got to bang three or four girls. <laughs> not in reality. Um, Still got to bang three or four girls. Slaying that shit. See, dude, dude, you you bang three or four girls all the time. So, I mean. (laughs) Not anymore, Casey. (laughs) I'm reformed. (laughs) Damn, now I hope she don't listen to this shit. It's not true. I'm going to tell her to listen to this shit. (laughs) So you should really listen to this. We're going to shout out to me. I'm going to pay for that comment. (laughs) (laughs) Do we need to go back to the mom's? (laughs) <laughs> so moving right along <laughs> all right anyway so so i i we moved back to odessa and i got a job and tried to go to utpb they didn't accept all my credits and i got kind of irritated at that and well then next thing you know um my wife and kids left and went back to Indiana to go see her family. And I was here by myself. And it was, I even remember it was a De La Hoya Chavez fight. Oh, shit. And, yeah. and, and a buddy of mine was having uh, a street party. And they had the big screen out on the street. And they were partying like rock stars. And you were sober at this point. And, and well, until this fight started. Yeah, but up until that point, you were. Yeah. Uh, up until that point, yeah. Well, actually, and that's a falsehood because. Um, after I, right before I went to college, I was headed, I lived with my brother in Los Alamos, New Mexico, and I was working in a bar, um, cooking in a bar and grill. And um, the bartender got pissed off because he said I screwed up his food for his customer on purpose. And he went back there and he's like, What can I get you to drink? And I was like, I don't drink. He's like, Shut up, man. What can I get you to drink? It's on me. And so I told him, I want a big glass of Crown. He was like, On the rocks? I was like, No. No. Just straight, straight. Crown. And he brought me this big tall boy glass of straight crown. And was he trying to get you fired? Uh, no, he was trying. I did him right. I took care of his customers. I and he oh, got, you took care he, of him. He okay, must have cool. gotten a badass tip, and he felt bad for treating me like shit. Gotcha. And so he gave me this huge man that, and, and that set me off and running. And I, I started drinking again for a little while. And then the 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 guy that does the maintenance in the hotel bar and grill where I was working well he loved cocaine and so me and him were drinking and he busted out the cocaine and what do you know I can't say no to a little bit that would be rude a little bit of drink more (laughs) a little bit of drink more so I was back on the cocaine and stuff a little something for the ticker a little something (laughs) for the ticker boy you know something to keep me awake for a couple days we're good and anyway and and then I started feeling bad and, and so I repented uh, yeah, and, and I went to school and I quit drinking and got married and had had a kid, had my oldest son. Yeah, and then we moved back to Texas and then she left and then I went to the fight 
And what do you know? You got a bunch of people hanging out, having a beer, and I just didn't fit in. It's a party. If you got to have a beer. No, I mean, De La Hoya Chavez. Come on. Right? Dude. You got to have a Bud Light. Once in a lifetime yeah. fight. With some carne asada. Dude, shit. Like, hey, what's going what on? Hey, you know, it was Manulo the next morning. It was all Perfect. Perfect. No well, one's ever going to know anyway, Casey. Right. I mean, wife's that, out of town. Kids out of town. Exactly. And, and I even took all the next day, I took all the... Can bottles, stuck them in a bag, and threw them in the trash. She came home and went through the trash and found the cans. Oh goddamn! And, and like damn. Why? And, and I, I don't know. You smelled like old stale beer. Uh, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, you know, but and was she, she like a real good Mormon? Yeah. Um, we're gonna leave that alone. Okay. Because my personal opinions do not matter. Well, I mean, as far as uh, why she would care they, if you were drinking, she 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 made out to be a good Mormon. Okay. Um, this is why you have multiple. you have multiple wives. So just in case one gets Dude, mad at you, you got to get rid of that one. Hey, number two, you're up. <laughs> hey, you know you're what? up. But she she left me, or she kicked me out. And um, that same night, I'm a crotch rocket guy. I had a I had a um, GSXR 1000, and I was riding with all the boys. And and um, you're totally healed from your first from my accident. From your my accident. First accident. Oh, get this. Okay, when I got out of rehab in El Paso after the first accident, my doctor tells me. Okay, Casey, you need to understand, if you ever drink or drug again, it could tweak your brain, and it could make you go re- full retard. Full retard. And, 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 you know, for 10 years, it never happened. And yeah. then all of a sudden, I decided to put it to the test. When she divorced me, um, I went riding, and I met the woman of my dreams. Dude. Oh, my goodness. We, we met, and... I asked her for her number, and my divorce wasn't final. And she says, when your divorce is final, ask me again. Fuck. And I was like, well, how am I supposed to get to know you? She was like, oh, you'll see me up here and riding with all the guys and shit. Fuck. So she was always riding with some other dude, and she kept away from me. Then the day my divorce was final, I was like, hey, my divorce was final. And, and she jumped on my bike, and we were married a month later. Holy shit. You know? No, it's like a, it's like <laughs> and, a fairy tale. And, and we 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 drank and lived the good life. And oh yeah, I forgot before before me and the first wife got divor- divorced, we had another kid. We had uh. another, so I have a boy and a girl with the first wife. Um, and then we get divorced, and I married the second wife, and it was amazing. And as long as I hung out and I drank at her pace. I was good. So within a month of divorcing the other one, you were married to the second one? Yeah. Dude. Texas law states that you have to wait 30 days after your divorce (sighs) and final before you can get remarried. And so I waited that 30 days. That's the only reason y'all waited. And then, bam. Well, it was meant to be, dude. I mean, it was love. She's perfect. It was love. And I have nothing bad to say about that woman. She's an amazing woman. Um, And... We drank and partied and had a great time, and alcohol was my answer. It was my solution for all the pain. And I, you know, we I were, used to work for Halliburton, and we lived out west, not far from the Halliburton yard. And all the boys, we would come over to my house after I lived in a really nice. I lived in a trailer. In a I really had, nice trailer. Yeah, okay, I worked for Halliburton. Everyone on this podcast uh, lived in a trailer when their uh, life went to shit. I know where this story's going. I'm, I'm white. I live in a trailer and I work in the oil field. So I'm white, oil field, trailer trash. Take nice. Your Take your pick. Nice. <laughs> but everybody would come over to my house. And I used to always tell them that, take your pick. And they came over and party and they were like, dude, this ain't a trailer. 
man, okay, it's a manufactured fucking home. <laughs> oh, you had one of the nice trailers. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty nice. Uppity um, trailer trash. Oh, uh, high class. Nice, trash. nice. That's right. Um, and but and her and I had a great marriage, and then and then she ended up. Uh, choosing to join the church and quit drinking and stuff and wanted me to follow suit and I wasn't ready. And when she quit drinking, Casey quit drinking at her pace and started drinking. I started drinking the way I like to drink. And shit gets real when Casey drinks. Yeah. And, and I definitely needed cocaine when I started drinking the way yeah. I like to drink. You know, and... and Get it, the old ticker going. Shoot, man. You know, and it's amazing when you drink like that, crazy shit happens. And... and you know, morals and standards are completely destroyed once you add alcohol and cocaine into your system. Yeah. I, into my system. This is me. Into my system. Went to go meet a buddy at the bar, and I walk into the bar, and I walk up to the table where he's sitting, and there's this girl at the table, and she points at me, and she goes, I'm fucking you tonight. Oh, like, well, hell, that. what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. I, you know, and, and, and that progressed, and it won't. One point we were married when the when the bike rally over in Goldsmith started and went to that and we were we got pretty twisted and she decided she was I decided she was hanging out with all her friends and stuff and I decided I was gonna leave and uh, go do my thing. I already had it lined out. I had I had the coke lined out. I had the titty bar picked out. I had the hooker on the side. Everything all planned out. And I was going to leave the, the bike rally and go do my thing by yeah. myself. Let her stay with her friends and show off her tits, do whatever she's got to do. Yeah. And Really uh, nice tits, Casey? She had really nice tits. Nice yeah. tits. She was gotcha. really good. I think that's important to the story. She, she was a really beautiful lady. Nice. Yeah. Prove it. <laughs> I don't even have a picture of her anymore. Somewhere I'm sure I XNXX. I, I bet my mom does. <laughs> oh, goddamn. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, um, we, we, uh, we were leaving the bike rally. Or I was leaving the bike rally, and she was like, I came with you, I'm leaving with you, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, man, just fucking stay. I already had everything planned out. and, and But she wouldn't. She had, she had it in her head. She was leaving with me. And so we're leaving, and I'm pissed off because she just ruined my night. And the whole road from Goldsmith back to Andrews Highway was tore up. It was all dirt. They were redoing the road. And I was so mad, and I was hauling ass, and I forgot about that. And I was doing about 90. Had a really nice Z71 truck. It was a beautiful truck. And I went from pavement to dirt. And the ass end started sliding. And I remember looking at her and telling her, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's about to get real. <laughs> went off the road. Hit a concrete pylon. Flipped the truck for about a quarter mile is what I'm told. Um, I was thrown from the truck. I woke up in a mesquite bush. <sighs> the whole driver's side was crushed. Both axles ripped off the truck. The bumper or the tail, the the bed of the truck was twisted off, and the passenger seat was in perfect condition. I helped her get out of the truck. We walked back to the highway. DPS showed up. They got us an ambulance, and DPS wrote it off as failure to control speed. Yeah. There were too many accidents that night, and they didn't have time to do an investigation. So they, <laughs> nice. so, so they sent us to the hospital. And and the cops told us you shouldn't really watch your drinking. I guess because the BAC was too yeah. high. I don't know whatever. And, and then they let us go, and, you know. And then, you know. And, and then it continued from there. And she she quit drinking, but I I I didn't. 
man, I tell you what, if you're ever drinking in Odessa, Texas, Second Street is the way to go at two o'clock in the morning. All the cops are somewhere else. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's absolutely true. I remember driving down Second Street and my curb, my my truck kept kissing the fucking yeah. uh, what are those called? The curb. The curb. Yeah, and it bit my tire and popped my tire. And I pulled in, and it was cold, y'all. It was snowy and icy. And I pulled into the parking lot for the for the um, hospital right there, right before the hospital. And we, my wife was like, you going to change that tire? When are you going to change that tire? Why don't you get out and change that tire? And I was like, man, just give me a minute. I was drunk as fuck. <laughs> and, and, and so I, I was like, let me take a nap. I don't even know where this stuff is to change the tire on this truck. I'd never, <laughs> you know, <laughs> never had to. I, I was too drunk to care at that point. And so I took a nap, and she woke me up about 20 minutes later. I got that tire down. Are you going to help me change it or not? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so, I was sleeping good. <laughs> <laughs> truck was running. It was warm, and it was cold. But she, she, amazing woman, she got out there. She got the tire down. But she uh, needed me to jack it up and change the tire. So I did, and then we drove the rest of the way home and didn't get in trouble at all. You know, so many, we always we always hate on cops, man. I've had so many blessings where I didn't go to jail. I was like, it's oh because you're white. It's a white thing. Hey, you know, you know. White privilege. White privilege. Living it up. Fucking use it. I've had three white cops beat me half to death, and I'm fucking white as they come. It's because you're a heroin addict. That's oh, yeah, that's true. You know? Casey just drinks so far. A little bit of, little bit of cocaine. You know. A little bit of cocaine. Your, her- your heroin whites are about, as, <laughs> yeah, about as equal to any minority dude, on this planet. Dude, they do not like us. No. You know, I remember being a kid, and my brother, they would let my brother party. We had this um, cellar out in our backyard, and they didn't, to keep my brother at the house, they would allow my brother to drink in that cellar, and I was about 18 years old, and so I would go down there and hang out with my brother, and they would let me, allow me to drink with my brother. Well, I was about down there drinking with my brother, and he was like, hey, hit this, and he, he breaks out this, man, back when crack was crack, and, and had me hit that crack pipe. All, all the drugs that I got into, he introduced me. He, <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> I, I tell you, I was very grateful. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> you know, and it, it twisted, it flipped my lid. But he taught me how to smoke crack correctly. When you go down to the south side, they do not smoke crack correctly. What's I'm the correct just, way to smoke crack for I'm all not, the kids I'm, listening? I'm not, <laughs> we're not going into that. We're, but I can tell you that most people waste. For, first of all, you break off an antenna. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to do it. And don't 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 use a light bulb. They suck. No, no. no. <laughs> no it works for meth though. Uh, you know, it still sucks. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, just saying, you know, have a little bit of dignity. <laughs> go buy a go, fucking pipe. Go buy a glass stick, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to do a ride, do it. Uh, they're only like five bucks. Uh, so you've had two near-death wrecks at this point. Two two near-death wrecks at this point. Should have died. Um. Yeah. Should have died. Yeah. But, you know, and, and... And you're still drinking, now you're smoking crack. Yeah, yeah. Crack, crack was wonderful. I loved it, and and but then I just did that for a little bit before the accident, and then I quit, and then then I was doing cocaine and drinking, and and then um, I went through my second divorce because she couldn't put up with it anymore. But while while her and I were trying to figure out how to get our 
get our marriage to work and stuff. My and, and y'all need to know at this point, my brother was in jail, and we used to go visit my brother in prison, not jail. He was in prison, and we go visit my brother every month. And I gotta learn about prison life through my brother. That's as close as I need to get. I'm okay with that. White privilege. Um, it didn't affect all of us, but I, I went to prison. <laughs> I, I, I no know. comment. <laughs> Israel did a couple of days in prison. You know, but but and then and then when my wife, uh, my second wife, decided she was done with me, she divorced me, and at the same time, my kid's mom put me to a point where. Um, I signed my rights and pushed me. It was my choice, y'all. I was in the middle of my addiction. I was smoking crack, doing cocaine, smoking meth like it was going out of style just so I could run a gun and do what I wanted anytime I wanted. And, you know, and it was put to me that um, I could either sign my, they were either going to raise my child support to $1,800 a month or I could sign my rights away. And... I chose to sign my rights away. Yeah, I made the wrong choice, y'all. Yeah, and and I was working for Halliburton. I was making really good money, and um, I I felt it was a better decision to sign my rights away to my kids, and, and but I was told by a lawyer that if you just quit your job, then your child support will be be based on potential income. But if you get yourself fired, then they have nothing to base it on. So we were going, we were going into a hearing to update my child support, and two days before the hearing, I got myself fired from Halliburton. <laughs> on purpose. Uh, on purpose. Nice. Yeah, and I'm not rehirable. I, I Oh, uh, you did it right. It was, it, it was an, it was an amazing job, and I made really good money, and, and I fucked it all off because I didn't want to pay child support. Nice. Um, <laughs> And then, are you sure you're not messing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was about to say. I, I don't think the white privilege thing counts. <laughs> and then, and uh, sh- first time you, you know, saw that girl, uh, I, uh, you look like you make a really good single mom. Come home with me. <laughs> 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 but anyways, and then and then when I went through the second divorce, I, I was put in a position where I could either sign my rights away or or pay shit tons for child support, and I signed my rights away. Um, because I didn't want to, I couldn't afford to fight, and yeah. I, I, I had no better answer than drinking and drugs, and that was more important than my children at that point. And you're doing everything at and this point. At the, everything but heroin. Everything upper yeah. and alcohol. Yep. Yeah. Speed freak of the best kind. Yeah. Hey, Jigsaw one thousand running ninety to nothing from Seven Eleven to Seven Eleven, where I could take a hit on my pipe. You know, <laughs> mobile tweaker. <laughs> you know, and, and going fast and going fast. And we and right before, right before me and the second wife got divorced, she told me, Casey, I think you have a drinking problem. Maybe you should go to AA. <laughs> and, and and I wanted to save my marriage. I love that girl. Um, and I went to AA, and all I heard was. I came in here and everybody took me by the hand and walked me through the program and I got sober and life was fucking wonderful and that was not my All experience. my problems fell away. Oh, that was not my experience. I, I did not find the solution for 10 years, y'all. And I went to meetings on and off and, and it kicked my ass and I felt like I was one of those hopeless few that just couldn't get it. And I went through three amazing sponsors and, and, and even... Even, and 
I thought I had badass sponsors who had badass sobriety, and they couldn't keep me sober. What the fuck, y'all? This shit don't work, man. Give me another fucking beer. Yeah. You know, you know. But but by the time when I started coming in here, I had a thirty pack of Bud Light and a half gallon of Crown Black in the cooler in the back of my truck all the time, you know. And um, I was working on a rig down in Barnhart over by San Angelo, and uh, one night I was. I had to be back to work at five o'clock in the morning and we got done at 10 o'clock at night. I had to be back and get the trucks running because it was really, really cold. And I ran out of cigarettes and, and my brilliant thinking, I was thinking, you know, shit, I could run to San Angelo, get me a carton of cigarettes, and then I'll just come back to location and sleep on location so I don't have to get up and drive in the morning. I got to San Angelo and I got my cigarettes and I walked out of Walmart and there was a fast Eddie's right across the street. It was amazing. It was a sign from God, y'all. Dude, you need a oh, beer. I need a drink. You I need could, a drink. I could sleep so much better Dude, if I had a couple I drinks. Drink, I sleep so yeah. much better when I have a when fifth or just, so. Just, I sleep good at night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so I went over there, and <laughs> it was about 1230 at night. And from 1230 at night to 2 o'clock in the morning, I got blackout drunk, and I walked out of there with an ounce of cocaine. Nice. Um, I was leaving, and and these guys pulled me over, and they told me, you're drunk. You need to stay here. I was like, yes, sir. I will stay right here. So I sat there, and they left, and I did a couple lines of my ounce of cocaine. <laughs> and, and, That's white privilege. You and, didn't get searched. <laughs> and then, no, they weren't cops. They were just, oh. they were just super citizens. And, oh, um, you were that fucked up that uh, some random dude was like, bro, <laughs> yeah, yeah, quit driving. See, and, and they just didn't realize I needed more cocaine so that I could drive straight. Yeah, yeah. So I did some more cocaine. Sobered and, up a little. And, and, and they, yeah. were, they were gone, so I took off again to get back to, I had to get back to location. Work was important. Important. And, and, and then they pulled me over again. They were sitting somewhere watching me. I was like, man. So, <laughs> so I pulled over. And they take my keys and they throw them in the in the pasture, and I was like, "Fuck!" These so, are just random people. <laughs> man, man, the 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 cops got there. They arrested me for DWI. They they took me to jail. My my cocaine was in a cup holder with a pillow over it, and they said they searched my vehicle, um, but they never found the cocaine. And the next day, my mom picks me up from jail in San Angelo, and I'm like. So, Mom, what'd you do with that cocaine? <laughs> She's like, it's in an empty cigarette pack in the back of the van. I was Perfect. Like, really? So, yeah. So, I just left it alone. I'm not going to test Mom right now. She's picking me. She got me out of jail. And, uh, but then, so I go home and I'm living life and doing the deal and forget all about the cocaine. And, and that, that DWI ends up getting put in what's called rejected status. Gone. Gone. Disappeared. White privilege. Dude. White privilege. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That you had white privilege, too. I was at the courthouse with you. One fucking time Dude. out of my life. How much One. time were you going to do? Ten. That's a pretty good time, then. That's the time to get some white privilege. All right. And now I'm going to speed it up real quick. Okay. So I got out of that DWI. And then while me and the second wife were still married, right before we got divorced, I got my first DWI. And when I was driving to work and... Um, woke up in jail, got out of jail for that one, or, or, and got put on, well, hadn't even gone to court for that one, and went through a divorce. My wife ends up with, my brother gets out of jail and ends up with my ex-wife, and I lose custody of my three kids. I took them home. 
on January 1st, 2012. And I took my motorcycle helmet off and because if I wrecked, I wanted to die. And I went to Dallas to go stay with my brother. And I had, y'all, I had $19,000 in the bank. I'd been well testing for about two months, two or three months. And I just had to get out of West Texas. So I dropped my kids off for the last time. And then I went to, to Azel and lived with my brother and had a sh- what I considered a shit ton of money. Um, and partied like a rock star, and I met this beautiful girl in <laughs> Grapevine, Texas. And her and I got a hotel, and we lived in a hotel, and we smoked so much speed. Actually, we didn't smoke it. She wouldn't smoke it. All she would do was snort it because she liked the burn. Oh, God. You know, and that was her deal, and that's, uh. what, and that's what we did. I, she went to work all day, and I drank beer all day. Uh, you know, and, and then after we hit a point where we were almost out of money and I thought, you know, if this is going to last, I need to go get another job. Yeah. So I went out and I got a job and, and I was going to tell my brother that I got a job in, in Azel and I passed the turn off to his house and where I went to turn around, it was on this hill and there was a bar on a hill and I went in the bar and that was at 11 o'clock in the afternoon and the bar was open and at 11 o'clock at night, I was like, damn. I better get back to my girl. She's going to be pissed. She don't even know where I'm at or that I even have a job. Fuck. And so I left and I was driving back to Grapevine and I got pulled over and I got another DWI in Wise County. Damn. Um, And I haven't even gone to court for DWI number one yet. So my lawyer uh, tells me, you know, we'll be able to lump these two together and it'll be okay. And and, uh, so I moved back to Odessa and my lawyer's taking care of DWIs one and two, and then I get another DWI. Goddamn. DWI number three. Holy but shit. But DWI number three, he got it classified as DWI number two because DWIs number one and two hadn't been gone to court yet, so DWI number three was still number two, and then I got one year probation for DWIs one and two, and then I got one year probation for DWI number three, and they were all serving concurrent. Oh Jesus, oh. dude! Hey, you, when are you gonna do it? Do it right, bro. Uh, and 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 my lawyer took amazing care of me. It's funny, I got my first DWI. Who, who's your fucking dude? Lawyer? You need to you need I, to give I, him I, a shout out. I am not throwing anybody under the bus, dude. Um, but and, and Fuck. you give him funny. some business. It was funny. I got my first DWI in Midland County. And, and the first thing he told me, he was like, stay out of Midland County. And, and then I got my second DWI in Midland County. And I went to his office and he was like, I thought I told you to stay the fuck out of Midland County. <laughs> Dude, very straight up, very blunt. And, and, you know, through all this, I I was going to AA, but they didn't have no solution for yeah. me. The alcohol and the cocaine was Way better than anything AA offers. You sound like your lawyer was your solution. Dude. I, I, I couldn't even get my lawyer to show up for a court day. <laughs> Dude. Number one enabler was that oh, lawyer. Yeah. Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to shuffle some shit around. And, <laughs> All right. So you so, got 40 years, but you're going to do a year probation <laughs> 17 times, but all concurrent. And and, and so then I uh, end up getting, um, well, and after I got the third one, I decided it was time for me to get real and get sober. And I really started going to AA, and I really started trying to find a solution, um, try and figure out, I can quit, y'all. I got I got willpower. I got strength. Easy. I can fucking do this. Easy. I can. This shit's ruining my life. 
you know. And it wasn't the alcohol and the drugs. It was just these. If people would leave me the fuck alone, I would have been just fine. Yeah. You know, and, but, and I could, man, that shit hurt, y'all. Losing your kids. Um, I still, uh, okay. I still didn't get it. You know, in December, December, excuse me, October 16th, 2015, um, I'd been sober for almost a year. And there was this guy where I was working at Weir Oil and Gas, rebuilding frackheads and yep. shit. And this dude got a crotch rocket that I worked with. And me and him were going to go ride after work. And so all I can tell you that I remember is nothing. I remember waking up in the hospital on October 2nd. Uh, and from what I'm told, I went by my parents' house and I borrowed 20 bucks from my mom. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Got to be crack, y'all. Um, but, but, but I really don't know. Um, and uh, I, I high-sided. I was exiting on um, Grandview Exit on I-20 in Odessa. And I hit some sand and high-sided. I didn't have my helmet on because I wanted to die. Um, if I ever wrecked my bike and I landed on my head, I broke my C2 and my C6 and my neck shattered my skull. Um, and I woke up in, in the hospital on December 2nd. Okay. I'd been awake for a while. Y'all a coma works crazy ways. I remember <coughs> in waking up in December, um, with, with the halo and the whole shebang. Yeah. I've seen those pictures and, <coughs> and, you know, I decided, once again, I decided, y'all, it's time. It's time to get sober. And I went to rehab in Lubbock this time and got to um, got to go to another brain rehab and relearn how to talk and walk and everything all over again. So, was it Buddy Holly's cousin there with you or some shit like that? Man, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I got to be at, at one of his um, birthday parties. And I'm not talking belly button birthdays either, you know, but it's, it's amazing the people that you meet inadvertently, you know, through, through anonymity. But how badass is that to get to meet Buddy Holly's brother? Yeah. Brother. Cool. Yeah. And he had, he was, he was, it was his 22nd birthday. Wow. Um, And got to listen to him speak. And I went through that rehab, and, you know, I was solid, y'all. I was never going to drink again. I was never going to do anything again. This That was it. You know, God's damn, man. I I couldn't. Uh, can't kill me. Dude, can't kill like, Casey. Like, shoot. And, and I have no idea why, why I'm here. What's the purpose? Why does God and Satan, they're like, you take him. No, you take him. <laughs> Neither of them no. want you. Leave him <laughs> well, on earth. Well, Fuck hell, that dude. He's, he's pretty funny. Let's see what he does next. Uh, you know, uh, I, I I don't know, but I know I'm here for a reason. And and, um, and so I get sober, and I'm working a good program, and I have a sponsor, and I'm doing, doing the deal, and I'm going to meetings three times a day. I'm working, and I'm walking to work. I'm living with mom and dad. I'm 40 years old, living with mom and dad, going to meetings, and I think I'm sane. And, and you know, but I was doing the best I could with what I had at yeah. the time. And then I meet this really hot chick. 
and she was. I'm in, seeing a pattern here. And she was in a meeting, and she she had just gotten out of a thirty thousand dollar rehab, and she she was solid, dude. You know, and her and I started dating, and the sex was amazing. And the first time we had sex, after we had sex, she was like, "Would you have a baby with me?" And I was like, um, "Red flag." Okay, <laughs> so I usually like to get married. <laughs> yeah, <but>. like, uh, <laughs> um, and, and and you know, I I wouldn't have kids with the second wife, and and I also had before this, I had another wife, a third wife, in there too. And me and her met in the meetings of Alcoholics Anonymous also. And she she didn't get me drunk, but damn, she taught me about the real life of crack cocaine. Um, and and, <laughs> and we, we ran the road of the streets of Odessa hard and long and smoked a whole lot of crack and <laughs> did a whole lot of crazy things that you only see in movies that you yeah. think are fake. Yeah. Man, that shit's real. Hey, you know, and and I'm not going to incriminate myself, so I'm just going to leave it alone. Hey, you know, but this shit, if you Red know. Red team, go. If you, you, you in here for some weed? <laughs> <laughs> you ever suck dick for coke? <laughs> I suck dick for coke. I seen them. I seen them. My, my chick did all that. I just had to wait in the car. Nice. <laughs> Any links. Any links. <laughs> you know, and, and and but I didn't, I didn't drink. And, and then I... This time after, the, and then that chick right there, she came down with a disease called necrotizing fasciitis. And I was Flesh-eating like, bacteria, it, right? Flesh, it's like the opposite of staph. It eats yeah. you from the inside out. And I watched her almost die. I, I quit my job to go to Lubbock to be with her while she was in the hospital in Lubbock. And she went through seven surgeries in six weeks. Um, and then they sent her home because we didn't have insurance and, oh, and she was You're out of money. Go die. She, she was split open, knee to ass on the back of both what eyes, the fuck? all the way to the bone and had a two inch incision on her forearm. And they made me her wound care specialist when they, they sent just her home. taught you and fucking you know, here, little crackhead. Here's yeah. some gauze and neosporin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck, yeah. bud. And, and 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 we did really good and tried to make the marriage work and and you know and did really good and I was her wound care specialist and we got her all the way to the point where she got skin grafts and got everything taken care of and and then we went to after everything was healed and good we went on the first date that we got to go on for the first time and when God we, we went out to dinner and after we had dinner we were driving back to her house and she goes hey want to go get a twenty. <laughs> and you said, no way, I'm sober. No, I told her, you need to make a choice, me or the crack. Uh, crack won. Um, and Holy shit. Yeah, and and unfortunately, she's still running the streets today. Fuck. Um, still got love for the girl, but I, I couldn't watch... I couldn't watch her kill herself anymore. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't the end of my, my story. And, and so after that, you know, I had my bike accident. And I almost died. And then um, I met this other really hot girl, and I'm sober 11 months, and her and I decide that we could go, she's a speed freak and I'm an alcoholic. We could go get a dollar boy and go get a motel room and smoke crack and fuck all night. If that other girl's listening to this right now, she's like, oh, she was good enough to smoke yeah, crack with, but, but I'm, I'm not. not. <laughs> oh, fucking yeah, piece of shit. And, you know, and, and then... And it's because of the wounds or what? <laughs> Is it because I got fucking flesh-eating bacteria? You didn't want to smoke crack with me? <laughs> and then... And you cared for my wounds, Casey? <laughs> 
and that 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 one night. We're going to hell, dude. <laughs> <For real. laughs> that one night turned into six months. Didn't touch any alcohol. Sure wanted to a few times. Just smoke crack. Smoke crack. Um, why why, she, why, she would why did, didn't you drink any alcohol? I, I don't know. Because he had crack. I, <laughs> Crack's okay, but alcohol... You know, alco- alcohol had almost killed me enough times. I was finally... finally, I worked a program. That's a, that's <laughs> the type of shit that, that we justify right there, dude. No, I've... You know how many times I've died from... I almost died from alcohol? I'm going to stick to the crack, yeah, thanks. Yeah. You know, Six months of crack usage. Can you imagine how much that bill was? Good. If you could just get that money back in a lump sum right now. Hell, man. You know the cool part? I don't have to give any more away today. Yeah. You know, and, and right. went through that. She was, she, man, she drove uh, drove me to work, and, and I was cleaning porta-potties, and she drove the truck, and I did the work, and we smoked crack the whole time. <laughs> yes. And, and, and we lived with my mom and dad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, you know. Dude, your parents you, are saints. They holy cow they they should have killed me not support me yeah but they did and, and then <laughs> but they did <laughs> you know and well, I smoke and, crack and clean well, shitters <laughs> well they my parents are so innocent and so loving yeah. and they had no idea what was going on right underneath their nose they still believed all the bullshit they, you were feeding them they, they had yeah. they had faith and love that yeah. that i was getting it right you know and then found out that um the girl was pregnant <clears throat> and she another she, thing Casey doesn't do pull out <laughs> ever <laughs> it feels better if you don't <laughs> oh man just saying true story just true saying. story <laughs> um but then then it was time I didn't when I found out she was pregnant I did not want to lose another kid that was that was my final digger and so I got another new sponsor and when I talked to the sponsor and I asked him if he'd be my sponsor, he's like, so Casey, you willing to go to any length? And um, I was like, hell yeah. He's like, I can't help you. You need to turn your ass into recovery home. And um, I was like, dude, I got a job. I got a pregnant chick. I got, man, I can't do that. He's like, I thought you said you were willing to go to any length. Yeah. Fuck y'all, man. He backed me into a corner. I'm not a liar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck. And, and, and so. Fucking sponsored Jedi bullshit. And, fuck that and, and I wanted recovery more than I wanted to lose another child at yeah. that point. Yeah. And I went to went to rehab. And, and y'all, and, and it's, it's amazing. I was in there for 33 days. And as I sat in there, I've always, all these years of going in and out of the rooms and acting like I'm working a program. You know, I heard all the sayings. My worst day sober is better than my best day drunk or high. And all I could think was here. bullshit. Here, <laughs> you partying wrong. wrong motherfuckers. Yeah. Come on, let me show you. <laughs> <laughs> want to get some crack? <laughs> you want to get pregnant and get married? <laughs> yeah, dude. I've been divorced 30 days. Come with me. I know this great exit over on Grandview. <laughs> Dude, uh, you know, I know the actually, words now. <laughs> I, actually, there's. <laughs> I can take really good care of you. <laughs> oh, oh fuck! Uh, you know, 
and, and but, your life is a movie, Casey. I love it, dude. dude I love and, it. And y'all ain't hardly getting half the story, <laughs> dude. Um, but I wanted it this time, and I didn't want to lose my kid, and another kid. And, and by the way, I also have from the second wife two stepkids that I consider my children. Yeah. That I helped raise, and so I have two stepchildren that I consider my own, and two kids that are mine, and now I have another one coming and um, I didn't want to lose it and I went to rehab and I never saw I've I've seen the girl one time since then I've never seen my daughter and through working a program and finding a solution I've never had to drink or drug over the loss of over the loss of that child Um, and never wanted to lose another child but that's the way it worked out. That was the cards dealt to me. But I never have to put myself in the position where I'm going to lose another child yeah. ever again. Yeah. You know, and, and it's amazing how how through working a program and really having a sponsor that taught me how to be rigorously honest with myself. You know, and and, and rigorously honest with just one person other than me. Yeah. You know, just one person. I don't have to be rigorously honest with everybody. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I do Nor try. Nor would we want to hear some of that <laughs> shit, I'm sure. I, I do try, but the the facts are. Um, but I got the right sponsor that, that walked me through the steps and helped me learn that I'm not in control of shit. And I never realized it, but I, I always, man, they always talk about quit playing God. And I was like, I'm just a good guy, you know. I'm just trying to help people, you yeah. know. I, I I share my shit. If I got a beer, you can have a beer. Dude, take and, a beer, you know. Want to smoke and, some crack? <laughs> and 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 it took me not wanting to lose again. Yeah. To realize how much and, and through through sobriety and through working a program, coming to find out, fuck, I played God in every aspect of my life. For, for years and, and damn near killed myself and God gives me another chance and gives me another chance and I fucking spit in his face and he still loves me enough to give me another chance. Grace, 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 grace. And, and I'm still here today getting to share with y'all, you know, and through working the program and sharing a four step and working it and realizing, damn, I didn't have to do one, two, three, skip a fourth and go get a fifth. This time I actually <laughs> did the fourth because I was scared to death of going and getting another drink. I didn't want to lose that kid, y'all. And I, man, and through the process, I lost, I lost the girlfriend. I never got to see the kid. And I, man, I was going, I was going through because of the accident. I was had this attorney, and she was trying to get me disability. And man, her secretary was fucking hot. <laughs> you know. And then and I got some crack. No, no crack this time. No. So what? What was uh, your sobriety date that time and this time? Coincidentally. Um, my my sobriety date that time was October sixteenth, twenty fifteen. Oh, that time. And and I was sober until um, uh, like September, middle of September of 16 I was like a month from my one year anniversary when me and that girlfriend went out and got the crack and I got her pregnant and we were tweaked for six months Um, and and then 
And then when I went to Turning Point and I found a solution and I've never had to look back, y'all. And, and that don't mean it's always easy, but fucking I've lost all my kids. I've lost three wives. I've, man, I, me and my second wife went through over fucking eight cars and four motorcycles in the course of six years. You know, I've blown more money than, damn. I, and, and it didn't matter. It doesn't matter, y'all. It doesn't matter. I've walked away from three houses. I, you know, just here you go and, and walk away. I'm going to go do my thing. And, and I never got it. I never got it is me playing God. I don't, and today I don't have to control things. You know, today I can let, uh, I was sitting in Turning Point and I was reading my big book and, and I stopped and I was looking around the walls and that stupid fucking saying went in through my mind. My worst day drunk is better than my best day drunk or high. And I was looking at those walls and I thought to myself, holy shit, my worst day sober never got me stuck nowhere like yeah. Son of a bitch, they're right. <laughs> you know, and, and as I come in the rooms and as I pay attention and shut my mouth, more of those crazy sayings, I gain a testimony of them for myself and how they apply to me in my life. And I don't have to take your testimony or what you say. I get to stick around and shut my mouth and figure out how it's going to apply to me yeah. and how it's going to bless my life. You, you know, and one of the greatest things that that I got to do in Turning Point being in there I walked into Turning Point and I had two I was on bond for two felonies um one of them DWI number five <laughs> and, and the other one and the other one was a uh, number five <coughs> did you other, ever go to prison no oh the God. to visit my brother there's something too <laughs> dude we need to go join the Mormon church there's something to that dude um, fucking underwear, bro. Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> Dude, I don't wear underwear. Ooh. <laughs> so hey, wet right hey, now. We, <laughs> we, um, but it's only, only through this program. It's only God, y'all. God, 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 100%. Only reason I'm here, the only reason I'm sober and, and I wouldn't have been able to find them and develop my own personal relationship with them if it hadn't been for those steps on the wall. Yeah. The 12 steps taught me how to quit playing God in my own life. You know, and, and, and it's amazing. Today I get to live, I, I can be around alcohol. I can live with a wife who drinks. I can be around family. I was just in uh, Ritos, New Mexico for a weekend. And everybody there was drinking, and there was so much alcohol that, and and I didn't have to touch it. I didn't have to want it. That obsession and craving has been removed, you know. And, and as long as I don't touch it, I never have to want or crave for cocaine, or meth, or crack ever again, y'all. But you gotta understand, and the. We walk, we walk through the pain every day. My wife and I have, uh, and my wife today is the secretary from, from my lawyer that was trying to help me get disability. So I didn't get disability, but I got a hot ass <laughs> wife. <laughs> um, it, you know, and, and so I'm always picking up something somewhere. <laughs> just saying, just saying, <laughs> you know, 
life is so fucking good and I'm so blessed and, and, and I totally deserve it today. You know, I've sold myself short and I've beat myself up and I've always played the, the poor me. I deserve this. I, you know, oh, I had a great day. I deserve this. Y'all, I deserve to be happy. Fuck the alcohol and the drugs. Yeah. And if I can be honest and if I can go to work and if I can take care of myself, you know, okay, we have my, me and my wife have a two and a half year old son, Rhett, and he is a true blessing in my life. And I might've lost the little girl, but that little boy is a beacon in my life. Yeah. You know, and I get to do right by him every day. And, and last, uh, two years ago, my grandmother died. And for the first time in eight years, I got to see my, my daughter, you know, uh, kids that I'm never supposed to get to see or talk to again. Next month on uh, May 21st, my son graduates from high school. He got his mission call. He's in a swim meet. He gets his, he has his Eagle Court of, Court of Honor that same weekend. And I've been invited to go be a part of my son's life that I haven't gotten to see since October, or since January 1st, 2012. I get to go be a part of his life. Fuck yeah. You know, the blessings that happen and the way God works in our life. And he doesn't work according to my time frame. And he doesn't work according to what I want. He works according to what I need. Mm -hmm. And, and, and what, what's best for me today. And, and I have to be willing to stop and realize, man, fucking I'm walking through a lot of wreckage. I wish y'all could see what I'm doing right now. And I'm working these steps. And I've worked all 12 steps. And I continue to work steps 10, 11, and 12. And, and my sponsor went through a bunch of stuff and he's really, really busy building his own life and building his own business. And, and he and I just had to split ways, not for animosity or anything like that. He's just a busy, busy dude. And, and, and my recovery comes first. And he's still really strong in recovery also, but I went and got another sponsor just to give him more freedom. And, and so I'm working the steps again and this sponsor works them different than my last sponsor. And so I get to take another step, y'all. I get to do it a different way. I get to have a new uh -huh. experience through the exact same steps. It, yeah. You know, and, and it's what an opportunity. Every time I get to do this, every time I get to walk through this, it's a new experience. And today's something, getting to sit here and talk with y'all and hang out with you two, is an experience I've never had and I will never get to have again. This is our moment. This yeah. is fucking amazing. You know, and, and sobriety, I get to remember it. I get to be here and I get to be present, you know, and God allows me the opportunity to get a share and realize when I stop fucking trying to control shit, when I stop trying to make everything be my way, you know, um, I had, we, Catherine and I had our second kid on April 9th or on March 9th of 2020 when the pandemic started. <coughs> Son was born premature, um, one pound, two ounces, and his stomach, his throat did not connect to his stomach. Um, he was life-lighted to Lubbock, and uh, we weren't told this at the time, but he was never supposed to live through the life light. They expected him to be dead before he got to Lubbock. He made it. He was the coolest, toughest little blessing. His name was Drew. And Drew, Drew was a little beast, man. And I got I to gotta be a part of my son's life for a month. 
and I got to I would go to work and then I would drive to Lubbock and spend time with my son then I would go back to work then for a month and my wife had a c-section and she had a had her tubes tied and so she was stuck in the hospital for a few days before she got to go to Lubbock and because of the pandemic only one of us was allowed in the hospital at a time but because man the way God worked it out it was like this amazing fucking puzzle where either I was in Odessa taking care of my son the the Red, <coughs> or I was in Lubbock with my son Drew and watching him fight for his life, and man, and, and that that little dude was so tough, y'all. Like strength that I can't even explain. What a blessing to get him get to be a part of his life, you know. And then on March, on April 9th, he passed away. You know, damn, that sucks, y'all. That sucks. I didn't have to drink over it. I didn't have to use drugs over it, you know. My my sobriety date today is April twenty third, twenty seventeen. What is that? Two weeks, and I hit four years. Hell yeah! You know, and what a badass opportunity, you know. And 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 instead of realizing, oh, crying over losing the son, I get to be excited that I got to be a part of his life yeah. for even that month he was here. Do I miss my son every day? He's tattooed all over my body. I am an ink kind of kid, <laughs> but he's he's with me every day. You know, I that little boy is a part of is part of my life as as red is, you know. And and just think, y'all, you know, think of the bigger picture. Think of the the broader scope. One of my kids, and, and I don't care what you believe. This is what I believe. This is my story. This is how I'm telling it. <laughs> One of my kids. If nobody else makes it to heaven, one of my kids went straight shot to the right hand of God. Yeah. You know, whatever you believe, that's what I believe. One of my kids is there. And, and you know, so it gives me this desire and, and to be a little bit better, to seek, to do a little bit more, to help the next guy, to realize that, damn, you know, I ain't perfect, but I can be a little better today than I was yesterday. You know, and if it's going through to a meeting, if it's giving some dirty drunk a ride home after a meeting, whatever it is, I'm going to do what I can do. You know, I, I was blessed with a job that I didn't deserve. Guys, I, I, I ended up getting, when I got out of rehab, I called my bondsman on my two felony. And uh, one, of my, one of my bonds was lifted. And the other, the other bond was, uh, I ended up getting a four-year felony probation for DWI number two, uh, five. Um, so I have eight months left on my uh, felony probation, and then I'm off paper. Never did jail time, prison. The only time I've been to prison is to see my brother. Dude, fucking fucking God. white people. Fucking dude. God loves you, bro. Uh, you know, white people. Uh, all blessings. It's yeah. all, and I don't care what color you are. It don't matter, man. Hell, I, I grew up, and, and, through working the programs and doing this deal and hanging tight, you know, man, I've gotten to learn how to have a relationship with a God of my own understanding, you know, and and, and it doesn't it doesn't what I believe religious wise doesn't matter, y'all. That my relationship with Him and learning that I can stop and allow Him to work in my life and all this wreckage that wreckage is still there, y'all. I fucking dug that hole. For 30 years with a fucking backhoe. 
fuck a shovel, man. I yeah. uh, dude, I if it was wet, I wanted to tap it. If <laughs> you know, if it was hot, I wanted to smoke it. And, and, and y'all. And, yeah. and, and it was crazy, and that's what I did. And, and so, y'all know the wreckage and and the damage that I did. And I've lost lost five kids, um, and I still have and I still have three kids in my life. You know, actually, I've lost six kids, including. And but I have three kids in my life that I get to be a part of today, and God's blessing me with the opportunity to get to be a part of my other two kids' lives do through working the steps and just realizing that that I'm not in control as I walk through the wreckage the the blessings and the gifts and the the fucking miracles that come true waiting through on the other side like it says in the big book you'll be amazed before you're halfway through damn y'all I ain't even halfway through shit (laughs) you know and and what what a blessing to have gotten to to get to be a part of people's lives who and watch y'all succeed and, and the blessings that come into your life. I'll, I'll say this and I'll shut up. I had a badass job working as a pumper, making way more money than I deserved, and I did it for two years. And then some shit happened, and, and man, I lost my job on on. February 25th of this year. You know, y'all, man, God steps in. I ain't had to work. I ain't had to stress. I ain't had to go out and drink or drug. I haven't had to destroy my wife or kick her ass. (laughs) She would kick my ass, honestly. Yeah, she would. She's she's pretty badass. But, you know, y'all, I wish I could just give you a little piece of the faith that I'm learning to have and a little bit of the relationship that I've learned to enjoy with, with, with God, you know, because my God's big enough for all of us. I promise. Hey, shoot. And he just keeps getting bigger every day. And the more I work a program and the more, more I learn to get out of my own fucking way, the bigger my God gets. And, And today it is absolutely amazing. The blessing and the gifts that I get to enjoy one day at a time. Just one day at a time. So grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be sober. Dude, yeah. thank you for coming out, Casey. You're one of my Good favorite people in the fucking shit. world. Yeah. I love you, man. Any of y'all listening that want to reach out to Casey and shoot him a little email, you can send an email to real, real life recovery studio at gmail.com. I'll make sure I'll get it to him. And uh, with that, we will shut the fuck up. He's my dad's nigga hurt.